obsession podcast um listen this is this is tanya uh coming to you from um from my car honestly uh it's been a while i know because uh life happens and my goals for 2018 have been interrupted but not uh i'm they haven't been destroyed i'm definitely still going forward my goal was to have 12 episodes of a podcast published and uploaded by the end of the year and I'm still going I'm still on par I I can still make that happen and so like I said things have happened um issues and everything life uh things that kind of make you not feel like uh recording that made me not feel like I wanted to record and honestly when I don't feel well when I don't feel upbeat or motivated it's really hard to uh, make something creative when you're not feeling 100% or 90%, honestly. And so really just giving myself that grace to recover uh, and heal and feel better or just be the, the person that is the best representation of myself before I record and so that's where you know it was a little time and I want to go into I won't go into a whole lot of the specifics but uh really every once in a while you just feel like you're just not up to not not up to speed as far as uh your body's concerned so I had some aches and pains uh nothing major but I'm back and I'm feeling better and I'm feeling inspired and motivated. And I honestly feel like this podcast helps me to feel even better. And when I feel better, hopefully not only creating this makes me feel better, but it also may help someone else. So that may be a, a residual effect of the podcast. So today's topic is actually about something that I have obsessed about. It was actually a couple of weeks ago, but I, I kind of jotted some notes down because those feelings still resonate. They're still real. I was still really obsessed with um, something that I kind of stumbled across uh, while I was watching YouTube. And honestly, it was, uh, a, it was a, an old sitcom that was never released but somehow someone got a hold of the six episodes the pilot and the five episodes that were produced um by this uh it's a a podcast not a podcast i'm sorry of a um a family of sitcom from the 90s and so once i watched that in all the episodes then it kind of threw me into a a time warp 
and I wanted to just kind of consume a lot more of that for the time being. So, of course, I always put the links in the description area. So, I'm going to share with you the the uh, sitcom that was uh, uploaded. It was called The Big House, and it starred none other than Kevin Hart. And so, what happened apparently is that he was. Uh, identified as being, you know, an up-and-coming rising star back in the 90s. And they did a family-style sitcom featuring him and some really, uh, some awesome uh, stars from that time. That were, they were up-and-coming too. You had uh, Face on Love and um, some other people that you recognize. I won't give it all away. But they did a I don't want to say Family Matters style because all the 90s families, uh, black family sitcoms, had similar themes. And so, I mean, I really enjoyed it. First of all, because it was new to me. And second of all, it was like, wow, that's Kevin Hart. First of all, he is younger. So I really didn't know what I was watching at first. I didn't realize that it wasn't a current publishing it was something that came out it, it didn't even come out honestly it was something that was created but was never released and so someone put it up on the internet and it has gotten uh to this point uh half a million hits or so and probably has exceeded that once you know you're hearing this but at any rate I'm going to leave the link in the description and you can enjoy it it's called the big house and now, I know as of 2018, our uh, creative palettes and our, our, we're sophisticated now and the things that we consume have to be of a certain standard. But I'm telling you, the quality and everything, the, the punchlines, the, the setting, the stars, the guest stars, it was all on par for 90s. And so I was just really nostalgic for everything 90s at that point. So this whole podcast is really five things about the the best things that I just loved about 90s era black sitcoms. All right, so enjoy. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is the fact that those 90s sitcoms, they encapsulated like certain things. So one was uh, the black family. I love the fact that it showed... Um, different those sitcoms always showed a family setting and so it wasn't always the traditional family it showed the diversity the different types of families that we had back in the 90s that were a part of our um, you know our lives so you had um you had sitcoms about black families you had 90 sitcoms about black friends and a lot of people will say that the uh, Living Single was actually the flagship was like the black friends instead of, you know, like you had the white friends like you had uh, on NBC, you had friends, but Living Single was the black friends or the response to that. Uh, and it may have been that they did a uh, more creative, a better um 
well, I won't say better because everybody has their, their preference, but it was uh, two guys and what was it? Three, four girls. And the dynamic of that was similar to what was going on for the friends. So again, it was just something that you could see in our lives displayed in a sitcom. It was, I loved it. We all, we were all there for it. We also had sitcoms about black kids. And so usually the black kids uh, in the nineties were, of course they were portrayed with families, but more so they were portrayed as their life outside of the family unit. So it was more like their school or their after school their after school curriculum activities their fun with friends in the neighborhood or at the local um cafe or pizza place um i want to say like saved by the bell but that wasn't really a black sitcom they had some black characters and in, in, in fact very few but you did have things like my brother and me and uh you had some some sitcoms that really were just talking about the daily lives of kids from their perspective. And, I mean, back in the, the 90s, I, I mean, of course, I was younger, but watching those sitcoms, it helped to kind of show the brighter side or the fun side of life so we were, i really liked that. i was always there for that uh we also had black skit shows or comedy shows like you had the in living color genre and that type of thing and it wasn't really a a black show it was just the fact that it was produced by Keenan Ivory Wayans and his brothers were there and a lot of the cast was uh, African American so I mean that was it was like the show was catered to a certain population but of course all races of people were a part of the show because you can't have you can't exclude races in comedy and, and they showed the fact that you could be diverse and be funny. And it was really uh, a good time. A lot of people loved In Living Color. And um, honestly, the Fox Network, they did it right. They knew that there was a, a population, a market segment out there. And they really had the, 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 they had the courage to give... Uh, producers and directors like carte blanche and say hey just do what feels right and of course I'm sure they had their direction about what could and could not be displayed but it just seemed like a lot of the things that were on the Fox Network that included the 90s sitcoms and the nine and uh, black life they were just getting it right so many times uh, and then, and this may be a whole different podcast unto itself, there were 90s cartoons that featured black life. And so you had the, um, the, the show that I loved so much where you had the Proud Family. 
Um, and it showed the care and the creativity and the the love that the creators of that show had for the black family and in a really cool way that we could kind of see ourselves um, in two dimensions in a in a cartoon uh, my favorite part of the proud family honestly were the ashy girls because I really don't think the ashy girls were purple you know purple gray almost and it was like nobody ever really talked about the fact that uh, there are certain things you know if you're if you have skin our skin is a little different if it gets if we get cold if we get dry then our, our skin will be you know we call it an ashiness but it's kind of like those are things that we kind of let the the world kind of peek into our our private moments they they didn't know nobody knew outside of the black culture Nobody really knew what ashiness was until the Proud family. I, I, I just feel like that was something that really kind of <laughs> let the world know, hey, you have black skin, you have to take care of it. And if you don't, this is what we feel as though it feels like. It's, it's a purple ashiness that can consume you. But at any rate, the 90s cartoon that showed black lives with the Proud family was like my favorite and you had uh Dejanes, and of course you had Penny Proud and mom and dad I mean and there was an all-star cast uh the voices were all-stars of that time period and I mean this is the creativity in whole in whole it was just awesome and so you had all those genres. Okay, let's move on to, because I can, you know, gush over the different genres of 90s black sitcoms all day. But let's go on to number two. So, the theme songs. Oh my gosh. The best thing about 90s black sitcoms were the theme songs. First of all, I feel that there's a deficiency in the world right now because we just don't have as many black sitcoms. Right now, a lot of the, the content that's going out there is creative. It's you know, I love YouTube, don't get me wrong. I love my Netflix. I love the you know the Amazon and the HBO Go and the fact that you can get all types of content streaming online. But the 90s sitcom was just a really special time uh, in media that just isn't, you just don't have the same, the same feeling about what you're consuming anymore based on what, you know, what was laid forth. All right. So at any rate, you had the theme songs. Uh, most of those theme songs were performed by the star of the show. Do you realize that? We can't even do that now, honestly. What show has a star that also sings? Or you wouldn't just uh, cringe at because they were singing the theme song. You just, you just, there's no, I don't know if there is a, a show like that. I mean, we have reality shows now that may feature someone who has multi-talent, but most of those individuals just, they don't do the singing for their theme song. We don't do it like that anymore. It's just not uh, what's, what's happening uh, in this century. 
But back in the day, my favorite theme song was Moesha. Moesha had it going on. First of all, Moesha was, uh, the star of Moesha was Brandy. And she had like a hit album right before her her show was uh, on TV. And so, of course, she brought all those fans to the table. And then she sung the theme song. So it was like we were getting a, a dose of Brandy every week um, because we were hearing her voice on TV. I had her CD on repeat. I mean, just listening to it over and over again because it was the jam. Back in the day, now, I guess we call it the bop. This is the bop. I probably, I, if I had a CD player mechanism that worked, I could probably listen to that for a cool, like, a whole seven days without changing anything else because it just had such a variety for her CDs, uh, for her music. So, I, I mean, and her voice was so cool. And the fact that she had different, the featured artists that she used, it was just awesome. But anyway, Moesha, she was awesome. And you had Living Single with Queen Latifah singing uh, the, the theme song. Uh, and so she was known for rapping, but she also had a buttery, jazzy type soulful voice. And it was just a really cool time. It was a really great time to be alive. Man, I love those theme songs. So, um, yeah, of course, I'm going to put the link to if you ha were not a part of that, you know, that decade, it's okay. That just means you're young, but I'm definitely going to put a link to those theme songs because me singing it, it's not going to do it justice. Me humming it, me giving you the first couple of words, it ain't going to give you the justice. But definitely going back and just listening to them and reminiscing, it, it, it means nothing better than an afternoon reminiscing of old 90s theme song music, okay? All right, let's get on to number three. Uh, 90s black um shows sitcoms they ins they inspired and they impacted a generation if you think about it i don't know what content that is on the interwebs today that actually does what the 90s sitcoms did back in the day um they promoted education and higher education through hbcus uh if you have never seen a different world, you are living your life wrong. You really are. First of all, it had uh, one of the best theme songs. One of the best theme songs sung by, um, I want to say Aretha Franklin, the, the late Aretha Franklin. And, um, of course, that was a, a spinoff from The Cosby Show. But A Different World was... Um, set in a a college, an HBCU uh, campus, and had all of us wanting to grow up and graduate high schools, our various high schools, and go to Hillman. Hillman wasn't even a school. Now, when I found out Hillman wasn't a school in real life, I was kind of messed up about it. Hillman is not a real school. I mean, honestly, were, did you, if you were uh, around in the day, if you were watching 
a different world and you when you find out that Hillman was not a real school and you didn't feel some type of way about it please put a comment and just let me know how you felt uh, I honestly it just kind of made me I just had that little one buffalo tear when I found like, hey that's not a real school you can never aspire to go to that school but there were other schools all right uh, there were other HBCUs so, yeah, they impacted the generation and promoted the, the higher education through that one television show. And I don't even remember the stats that reported that said that the uh, enrollment to HBCUs and how they were impacted during the time frame when, the t when that show was on TV. But they were uh, very much, uh, they were very much impacted in a positive way. Another thing is that they promoted a diverse career path. So there's some things about uh, black TV shows that kind of led us all to believe that um, we had other choices for our careers. Um, Claire and Cliff, Huxtable, they were out there living their best lives, being doctors and lawyers. And if you never lived around that or saw any of that, every week you were impressed with the fact that there were black people actually uh, who have gone through and who had not only Claire and Cliff, but their parents. They had, they had come from parents who had gone to college, who had gone to HBCUs as well. And so that kind of set a, a seed in our minds that said, hey, their family legacy was to go to college and to become lawyers and doctors. That may be something that I'm interested in doing as well. Um, and then, of course, living single again. Um, Dana was an entrepreneur. She had her own uh, magazine, fashion magazine um, company. She had her own company. Something that if you had never seen it before, you never would have imagined. And that kind of, I'm sure, set a spark off in so many young people that if Dana on on Living Single, and I know I'm not calling her right character name, uh, what her name was on the show, um, as far as what she was doing in real life, what she was doing on the show, that some others could do in real life. Uh, and there are many, many others. I mean, there were uh, shows where you had parents who were uh, in advertising and the music business and you had people who were working for the state of you know the state of their city you know the government or what have you but you had some real professionals that were shown uh, on these shows and they were they were doing it big Martin Lawrence I mean he was a radio uh, DJ and you know so those types of things that we just we took for granted but you got a chance to be exposed to uh, black people actually having different types of careers and I think that really helped uh, impact the mindset of younger young people uh, over the whole nation and I really hate that because we don't have as many uh, black sitcom TV shows like that that are actually portraying you know healthy and prominent and successful you know the, the successful side of existence on an ongoing basis 
as popular as they were back in the 90s. So I'm really mourning for that. But again, those are the things that really impacted our 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 psyches back in the day. So like number three, they just impacted a generation. And um, number four on my list, um, I, sitcoms have gone by the wayside because they honestly are filled with corny jokes and puns. But I love those corny jokes and puns. Everything that was the silliest, most obvious, most groan-worthy, most cringe-worthy thing, uh, I just loved all of that. Uh, My favorite corny joke show had to have been That's So Raven. Loved it. And the fact that, and she sung her theme song too. She sung her theme song. So that was, you know, my fave, honestly. But the corny jokes, the puns, I was there for all of it. All right. Last but not least, this is number five. And then I got to go. Number five was the fact that these pot, these shows, the sitcoms, they promoted family time in increments of 30 minutes to an hour and 30 minutes or maybe a little bit more. I don't know if you realize this, but as far as family time is concerned, we just don't have a whole lot of it. We don't do it as much. We don't sit together in the same room, doing the same thing, focusing on the same uh, the same content, and then sharing our emotions about what's going on together in the same room. We just don't do it. And so I'm really mourning and missing that part, too. Um, if there was a show that came on a Thursday night, we used to have what's called um, Must See TV on, on NBC. And it was pretty much the time frame between 7 and 9 o'clock where they had their best hit shows. Must See TV. And so on that Thursday we actually were like everybody just gathered around the TV. So I don't know if it was like dinner time or it didn't even have to be dinner time. It was just like Thursday night, NBC, we were all watching the Cosby show. That was just a given. There was nothing else going on in our lives, in our worlds, in our atmospheres. Nothing else was scheduled. Nothing else could be scheduled. Everything that needed to be done for the day was done. But at 7 o'clock on a Thursday, we were all sitting right there in front of the TV. So it's like, you, you, it was like, it was a date. It was a scheduled uh, opportunity for all of us to be together for at least an hour or two, okay? And so the rundown was... Uh, Cosby Show, A Different World. And then I think on ABC, on a different night, it had to have been that we did um, Family Matters. Because I think, yeah, Family Matters was on ABC. And so we had that show, and then you had Step by Step. And then, of course, well, Step by Step was um, a different show. And then you had the... um, 
the show with the twins, the Olsen twins. What was that? Um, I cannot think of that show with the Olsen twins and the Uncle Jesse and the, um, oh gosh, dang it. If there's anything that's worse, that this is the, the worst is not remembering the name of the show. Um, but at any rate, when, um, and I'll put the, put that in there, but you have to keep in mind that we all did those things and we watched the shows and we were just all sitting in the same room. So we had that time together and I really hate that we just don't do that now. And it may be the reason why we just aren't as a tight knit of a group than we were now the, the days that we are now that we're not as tight knit of a group as we were then so i'm going to lobby for the family to gather around the tv again in 2019 i'm going to make it a, a, a concerted effort for us to have family time and even if it's not tv time it could be like game night time or something where we're all arts and crafts or you know whatever we're doing we should all get together for at least 30 minutes to an hour or so and just once a week and just do something where we're all experiencing the same thing and we're all you know being able to share our experience at that moment because a lot of times now my family even though they're teenagers, I have teenagers, they are doing their own thing. They're doing different things. And we're not really doing a lot of family-type activities uh, at the same time and spending that type of quality time, like back in the 90s. In the 90s, we, were, we had TV sets, and we all had to sit. I mean, for the most part, we all had to sit in front of the same TV set to watch these shows. But now it's like screen this, screen that. You have your own screen. And honestly, that may be the downfall of the family. The cell phone may be the downfall of the family because now we all have our own screens. But again, listen, that's my time. I'm going to definitely put links to all of the awesome things that I feel are um, surrounded of the 90s black sitcoms. And including that... Um, gem of a find the the big house starring kevin hart uh that is kind of like a a remnants of a family matters but was different cast but it was still to me it was just really good even when it was corny it was good and i, I would like for you to just hey go back down memory lane if you were there for the 90s, awesome. If you weren't there for the 90s, this is why you're living your life wrong. This is what you've been missing. So I would love to introduce all of those types of things to you. And just add it to your items that you, you know, you like. And for a, a point of mental and a, a point of mental health, honestly, I would say to have a goal and to on purpose set some time where the family can actually spend quality family time no matter what your family is your family doesn't have to be a typical mom dad boy girl 
you know, family. Your family may be the people that you live closest to or the people that you hang out with the most or you have the opportunity to hang out with the most. It could be uh, a grandma and a granddaughter. It could be a dad and a son or a dad and a daughter and a son or a mom and toddlers. You know, it just, whatever your family is like, then that's what your family is. It could be two cousins. It could be uh, next-door neighbors, honestly, or your uh, classmates. You know, if you're in a college dorm setting, then the people that live in your dorm, that could be your family for the time being. But whatever your whoever your family is, then spend some time and focus on making sure that you schedule family time every week because I really feel like that part of our lives is missing and getting that part of the life back getting that and incorporating that back into your routine and all of our routines has to incorporate a healthier mental health you know a lot of times people are talking about and in the winter months, in November, December, October, of course, starting off in October where they have mental health awareness, that you have a lot of people who are falling by the wayside, who are depressed, who have things and issues that they feel like they can't recover from. But I honestly believe that some of the things that we have uh, gotten away from like that 90s sitcom and just because i focused in on a black sitcom doesn't mean that that is the only awesome sitcom if you don't happen to be black and you're listening to this podcast um i'm not discluding you i'm just saying that those were the sitcoms that i kind of identified with but any type of sitcom any type of family time that you can designate and say hey this is what we're gonna do and we're gonna do it on a regular basis those things have got to improve your mental and your emotional health by leaps and bounds. They have to. And if you are one of the people who say, you know, but I, you know, Tanya, I just don't have anybody to confine in or cuddle with or um, have a, a TV date with or, you know, a board game date or a sitcom. Do we sit down and watch sitcoms every week? If you are that person, then I suggest, this is the tip of the day. Listen, if you have not uh, established a family among the people that you are closest with, I suggest that you start reaching out to people. Start focusing on someone else's um, someone else's needs, someone else's um, lack instead of your own. I'm feeling upset today. I'm focusing on me. I'm still going to be upset at the end of the day. But if I am focusing on someone else, then for some reason, the things that are going wrong in my life seem to be so much less of a burden or so much less of a, a hardship. And a down, you know, I don't feel as bad about where I am. And so reaching out to someone else who may not have what you have 
or be in a worse situation. And that could be the spark of your new family unit. And I know it sounds easy. You can say it. It's not easy to do. It's easy to say. But things that are worth having, relationships that are worth having, experiences that are worth having, they are pretty much difficult. It's always hard to do things that are good for you. Medicine is nasty, but it may be good for you. Um, Vegetables, nasty, but it's good for you, right? Um, Relationships, the best relationships, the longest lasting relationships, the key relationships that people have had for years and years and years, they probably did not have awesome, fun, happy times each and every time. So it was hard. Everything has an element of difficulty to it. But I'm sure that it is all worth it in the end. All right, so that's that's about all I have to say about that. Again, um, the, my weekly obsession with the 90s podcast, I hope I haven't bored you to death, but I just really wanted to get some of these things down and out into the internet sphere of the the web. And hopefully some of the things that I've, share with you you agree with maybe you don't agree with um please leave a message leave a comment um give me some type of feedback i'd love to hear from you uh if you have a suggestion on a topic um then of course shoot me a a message wherever you are listening to this podcast you can definitely um reach out if you go to anchor.fm You can look up five things, a weekly obsession, and you can definitely not only send me a message, but you can record your voice and send me a message. So that's what's cool about anchor.fm. Please do that because that is the best way to reach out to me at this point. And um, I will see you soon. I will see you next time. All right. Peace. Right now, this podcast is being brought to you by Anchor. This is a really exciting new web application where you can actually make your own podcast for the free, free 99. Listen, if you like what you're hearing, you can also contribute to the content by leaving me a message on my Anchor account. If you found this podcast on Anchor or anywhere else like SoundCloud or Spotify or whatever, I need you to hop on Anchor and look up five things podcast and then record a message to send to me. If you are one of the lucky ones, I will feature your message on the next podcast. All right. Look forward to hearing from you. Bye.